0: However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message.
1: So Jesus, we just come before you tonight, God, and I just ask for you to use my weak words. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to hearts tonight, God, that you would encourage us and challenge us and draw us closer to you, Lord. We want to know you in a greater way, and we want to understand your thoughts and how much you love us, and we just pray you pour that love over us tonight, that you would just direct us, God, and you would anoint the prayer time at the end, Lord, and we just pray you would have your way and just be lifted up in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the title of my message tonight is Thoughts, Words, Dreams, and Destinies. So a few weeks ago, I had a dream, uh, and I was in this big bus full of people, and I knew that the Battle of Armageddon was coming. And me and someone else were the only ones that knew this. And off in the horizon, I saw the enemy army approaching our bus and i knew i had to tell everyone what was going on so i got up and i made the announcement like the battle of armageddon is coming that you know the army's approaching us and um so there was a bunch of people that got their weapons and just went out to the battlefield and some of us decided to stay back at base camp and i remember i was the one that one of the people that t- stayed up back at base camp And I remember feeling like these thoughts of just like worthlessness and feeling like I'm not doing anything back here while there's people out in the front lines, like fighting. I'm just sitting back here, not really participating and uh, contributing to the Battle of Armageddon. And then I remembered that two of my sons were out in the battlefield. Noah and Joshua were out there fighting and the spirit of intercession came on me and I just remember like crying out to the Lord for them and just um, just really praying and I remember the moment like I knew in that moment I began to pray that my prayers were just as effective and powerful as those that were out on the battlefield fighting so it was like my thoughts transitioned once I began to pray I began to realize like no this is powerful what I'm doing here standing back and praying and how this, this, what I'm engaging in right now is just as powerful as if I was fighting in the, in the battle myself. And so that was kind of just the gist of the dream. And um, what the Lord has been showing me lately is just how my thoughts changed when I prayed in that dream. And so many times, when we come to God in prayer, our thoughts can change. You know, my faith changed when I prayed. And I believe that the most powerful words that we can utter are words of prayer and worship to Jesus. And, you know, like, our tongue is a rudder. And so it will—so our— and prayers that we speak are also considered words. and so like just even our prayer life can change the direction of the sh- our ship of the of the way that we are going, the destiny that's over our lives and others', others lives. And so our prayers have the, that we speak forth have the power to change our thoughts and therefore direct the course of our lives and impact destinies. and not just our destinies, but the destinies of others. matthew 12 thirty four says out of the overflow of our hearts, our mouth speaks. So if you are, can't you know, you know it won't take very long if you're friends with someone to find out what their passions are in life. And because that's what they talk about a lot. And so I'm a nurse. And so when I worked at the hospital, a lot of times I would ask this question to my patients. I, I would say like, what are, what are you passionate about? Like what um, like what do you like? What gives you joy, and what do you guys, like? What do you um, get excited about? And I just loved hearing people open their hearts and share about what their passions are, because that's what got them excited, and that's um, that's how I got to know people on a deeper level. Like as as patient, you know, my patients. And so a lot of times it'd be family or friends and it might be um, cooking or gardening, fishing, grandchildren, dancing and God and whatever it is, I just loved hearing that. And so obviously out of the overflow of our hearts, our mouth speaks. I also believe too that out of the overflow of our prayers, our thoughts are directed and as well as our minds are renewed and destinies are impacted. So I'm gonna say that again, out of the overflow of our prayers, our thoughts are directed, our minds are renewed and destinies are impacted. Now, I could say a lot of different verses to just um, emphasize what I just shared, but I feel like Philippians 4, 6, and 7, 6 and 7, or 6, and 8, uh, says it the best. It says, do not worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So... Peace, which may be absent in the first place, will actually come into our hearts and minds when we begin to pray and thank God. And so fear will flee and peace will come and peace will be the thing that will be preeminent in our hearts and it will reflect that by the words we speak. So I love that verse because it talks about, you know, obviously prayer and worship. Um, When you do that, then the peace of God will will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus and so like i'm like lord i want to guard over my thoughts of my mind because you know sometimes my mind can gonna go go crazy just the thoughts that i have are just sometimes strange and they can be sinful and so i'm like lord or they could be fearful they can be anxious and um you know frustrated thoughts and all th- all different kinds of thoughts you know obviously go through our minds on a daily basis but like god i want you to guard my heart and my mind so that i will have his peace and so the way into that having peace in our hearts and our minds is through prayer and worship all right so we're going to look at a couple different points tonight number 1 the power of the mind Proverbs 23, seven says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. I think that's so, so powerful, so profound. So your thoughts really do impact who you are and who you are becoming. And I remember when I first like became serious about the Lord, I really gave my heart to Jesus when I was young and I had like a basic understanding of him. But when I got into college was when I really decided to pursue the Lord in a, in a more of a passionate way and purposeful way make him really the Lord of my life and I remember thinking how like the Lord just began to open my mind to to see like all the thoughts I was thinking sometimes you have to like think about what you think about does that make sense sometimes you don't even realize what you think about and then you're like whoa you know that's probably not good to think about like and you know just how to pray through that or um, just give that thought to the Lord or, or cast it down and ask the Lord to pl- replace that with um, positive thoughts like I think some of the best things that you can say over yourself. Like, let's say you um, are struggling with being frustrated at your kids. Instead of like speaking of your life, I just am so frustrated all the time. You can say, no, I am growing in patience towards my kids. So I think those I am growing statements are so powerful. Instead of the I am, statements over your lives that are so negative, you can say, I'm growing in this. I'm growing in love. I'm growing in patience and, um, and the Lord's helping me in these things. And so I think just saying those I'm growing statements are, are huge. Okay. So this is a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Sow a thought, reap an action, sow an action, reap a habit, sow a habit, reap a character, sow a character, reap a destiny. So as you can see, so much of who we are And um, how we respond begins in the mind, begins with our thoughts. Let's see. I was um, listening on the radio to someone preaching about thoughts. Um, This was a couple weeks ago. So I wrote this, what he said down. I don't know who it was, but he said, how you're feeling has been generated by what you're thinking. We have the power to refocus our thinking. You have the ability to point the direction your mind will go. I just thought that was just, just so good because sometimes I feel overwhelmed. So I have to th- think, okay, why am I overwhelmed? And a lot of times it's my thoughts that are, are what I'm thinking about that causes me to feel that way or I feel frustrated or whatever. And so you have to think, oh, what have I been thinking about? Like, what have I been meditating? And, and also, have I been really in the word today or have I been really like um, communing with the Lord today? And so I think, you know, just how you're feeling is generated by what you're thinking, so we have the power to refocus our thinking. And so I also think, yes, like we're our circumstances that go around, like that are going around us that will impact how we feel, but really it's not the circumstances. It's, um, it's my thoughts and the psychological reaction, psychological reaction to the circumstances. So I'll give you an example. You know, you have two people, you take them skydiving. One of them, when they jump out of the airplane, they feel that adrenaline rush, they feel that excitement and that joy and wonder and awe. you know and another person you take home and they jump out of the airplane and they have that rush of that stress hormone, cortisol, where they're worried and panicking and hyperventilating or whatever and so these two people experience the same thing. they experienced the jumping out of the airplane, but they both had a different reaction because of how, they're, how they were responding psychologically to their circumstances and just what they were thinking, too. Also, I'm sure you guys have heard of the placebo effect, and it's basically where you give a, a patients who have a medical condition or illness, you give them a fake medication, but you tell them this is the real medication, this will help your symptoms, and they start taking this medication, and they actually... Begin to feel better, and their their symptoms begin to improve. And there's so many different studies out there that reaffirm this. This and it's really basically how their mind is producing in them positive results. It's because they believe in the medication, and so therefore it's therefore they begin to get better. It's just very interesting. And then you I don't know if you've heard of the non placebo effect. It's just kind of the opposite but it's where you feel like you have a certain illness and therefore you begin to develop the symptoms of the illness you're, you think you have. And I just think that's so fascinating that a lot of people, some people have that, that's a lot of the, you know, hypochondriacs experience that where they actually manifest those symptoms. So instead of curing illness, their minds are actually contributing to that illness Okay, I was watching this video. um, Said this person said, "Whatever you hold in your subconscious mind will become your reality." And they gave this example, which I thought was just really fascinating. About hi, sweetie, Um, which was, was it was an example about gossiping and how when you gossip, you have to have a negative thought about a person and you have to share it with someone else and. Basically, once you have a negative thought in your mind, your biochemistry changes and you release cortisol, the stress hormone, into your blood, which weakens your immune system, inhibits the action of your white blood cells, increases the chances of infection and even promotes weight gain. And I just think it's so, so fascinating how such negative things can happen based on when we hold negative thoughts in our minds about people and we choose to gossip and there's um, this cortisol, the stress hormone that is released and um, how detrimental it is to your health. That's why our minds are so powerful. They can really do promote healing and they can also contribute to, to some sickness. Hi, Renee. Hey. <laughs> All right, 2 Corinthians 10.45, I'm gonna read that, four to five. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So strongholds are first established in the mind, and this is why it's so important to take every thought captive. That's you know that it's not godly, and um, and just turn those negative thoughts into what I talked about earlier. Just those I am gr- I am growing statements. I'm growing in this, and those positive thoughts that you can have. And, um, and just turning those those thoughts into prayers, asking Jesus for help and grace in that area. Okay. Also, we're gonna to turn to Romans 12.1. Okay, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay. I love that. So I, so, you know, I know we all don't want to conform to the patterns of this world and sometimes it's so easy for us to have that pull to conform to the patterns of this world, and to um, and how do we how do we not conform? It says we need to renew our mind, but how do we renew our mind? Anyway, I had a dream. This was uh, like a month or so ago, and in the dream, I was taking a test, and I wrote down on my test that verse Romans twelve two um, on the top of it, and then there's a bunch of questions. There was I don't remember a bunch of questions. I just remember one question. It was um, how do you renew your mind? And I just put on there, read the Bible, have a relationship with Jesus in prayer. And I just think, you know, that's such a basic dream. You know, it's Christianity 101, like, you know, renewing your mind. Like, let's do that. Let's read the Bible, have a relationship and pray to Jesus. But I just think that God is so faithful to reaffirm um, just how important that is to him. You know, those basic things. And even like the beginning, the when I shared my dream at the beginning too, I think God's just so faithful. Like he knows that, you know me and Derek we lead this house of prayer and how prone I am to um, you know discouragement or not thinking that prayer is really doing stuff you know and I, I want to believe and so the Lord gives me pr- prayers on dreams or or not prayers on dreams but prayer or dreams about prayer excuse me and uh, just to encourage encourage me but not just me but also you guys to just to keep on fighting that fight and knowing that our Prayers are just as powerful as when we're in the battlefield, you know, fighting um, ourselves, you know. So anyway, renewing your mind, you know, it begins with meditating God's word and that therefore affects our thought patterns, our speech, and we must treasure God's heart if we want our minds to be renewed. Okay, so Job twenty three twelve, I love this verse. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. This is Job speaking, and I was just thinking this thought the other day. Like, what? I bet this is why Job did not falter when he lost everything—you know, his family, his possessions—and when he had a physical afflictions and his friends turned on him, it was because he treasured the word of God and his um, the words in God's mouth more than his necessary foods, food more than the food he needed to survive. And I'm like, Lord, do I, do I do that? Like, I want to treasure your word more than the food I need to survive. Because that, that's what Job is doing. He's esteeming God's word more important than his necessary food. And so, um, you know, obviously Matthew 4 says, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I just have a couple uh, questions for you guys. What are you feeding yourself with? Are you feeding yourself with negative thoughts or speech or maybe social media or TV shows? And not all those are bad. The negative thoughts and speech are, but like, you know, social media and TV shows aren't necessarily bad, but is that your primary source of nutrition? And, um, you know, are you feeding yourself with like critical spirit towards leadership around you? You know, and, just negative negativity i know that's this is a message for me too i'm preaching to my heart because i know sometimes i can feed my my mind with negative thoughts and um you know spending too much time on social media and things like that when i need to be like job treasuring god's word and going to him more just seeking him and in the in the word and uh, growing in that intimacy with him you know okay Next, I'm gonna talk about the power of our tongue and the importance of our words. So I kind of touched on the power of the mind, and so now we're doing the power of the tongue and, and the power of our words. So in Proverbs, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we have the opportunity to speak death over people and circumstances and even over our own lives, or we have the opportunity to speak um, life, and that's what we want when we need to turn those worries that we have, Um, To prayer, when we struggle with um, just different things, let's turn that to to prayer and casting our burdens on Him. You know, the words we speak they build up or they tear tear down. You know, I know know for me, like there's people in my life that frustrate me. Anyone else? (laughs) So, what do we do with that? I'm I'm convicted. I want to pray for those people when I have those temptations to think about how I'm frustrated at that person. I need like the Lord to pray, give me prayers for that person and dream for them. And I, the Lord, began to do this in my heart years ago when my kids were little. But when I would get really frustrated at them, I've, I remember the Lord um, just encouraging my heart to dream for them. You know, when you're when you're tempted to get frustrated, dream for them and and just look. Like, one day they will grow up and and I you know I have such great plans for them, says the Lord. And so, um, like I want to be not so down or frustrated but i want to instead when that when i feel those feelings to dream for that person even if you don't like that person like ask the lord to to help you to soften your heart and just to dream for them and then pray and get, speak life-giving statements over them so the devil comes to steal kill and destroy but jesus comes to give life and life abundantly so it's our choice who we get to partner with right the devil or jesus let's let's go for jesus Okay, we're going to turn to Numbers 13. I'm going to kind of camp out there for a few minutes, so if you guys have your Bibles or Bible apps, feel free to go over there. Okay, got my, got my Caleb in the back. I'm going to be talking about you, buddy. Not about you, 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 but the biblical you. <laughs> All right, so Numbers, I'm going to start reading here. Okay, so I'm going to start at verse 27, but I'll kind of just give a little introduction here. So uh, Moses, he uh, sends out 12 spies into the promised land, into the land of Canaan, so that these 12 spies can kind of assess the land and come back and give a report. And so these 12 spies came back, and I'm going to start at verse, yeah, I think 27 here. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jesubites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it but the men who had gone up with him said we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they gave the children of israel a bad pour of the land which they had spied out saying the land through which we had gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature there were there we saw the giants the descendants of Anak came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, And so we were in their sight. Okay. So we have 12 spies. They all saw the same, the same, you know, landscape. They all went to the same region, but 10 of them had a different report than two of them did. They, they, Ten of the, So they, uh, they had different thoughts and different things that they saw, or they saw the same thing, but different things that they um, ex- experienced, I guess, or just thought about. So two of them, Caleb and Joshua, they had faith, and they let that faith have the preeminence in their thought life and in their speech. And the 10 of them let fear rule their hearts. And I just think it's interesting because... You know, all the land of, or all the Israelites, they heard the reports. And they had the choice who they were going to believe. Were they going to believe Caleb and Joshua's report? Or were they going to believe the, the bad report? And they all clung to the bad report. So we we also have choices when we hear different things and in, um, in our lives. Just are we going to remember the promises of God? That's what Caleb and Joshua, they remembered that God promised to give them the land of Canaan, the land of flowing with milk and honey, and therefore they knew, even though, yeah, probably these people are big, but we can overcome them. They had faith, but the others, they must have forgot, or they just didn't believe God, or whatever the case, they believed that they could not, um, they could not take over the land and overcome the people there and inherit the promise of God. And so... Uh, Caleb and Joshua, they heard God's promises and they believed the promises with their mind and so then it it manifested in their speech. When we speak negatively about God's promises, it really impacts the lives around us and impacts not just our lives, but it can impact a generation. It can impact multiple people. And so that's that's weighty to know um, that our speech can cause a whole generation of, to falter in unbelief and cause them not to enter into the fullness of what God has for them. I also think it's interesting, too, if you go to chapter 14. um, Basically, it says, it talks about how Caleb gets up again and it, they say, Caleb and Joshua, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us to this land and give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not to rebel against the Lord nor fear the people of the land for they are our bread and their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation sa- said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared to the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. So I, I think that's interesting that they had such optimism and positivity and it caused the people of israel to be annoyed and they're like we want to kill them <laughs> we want to stone them i mean that is really serious and i just think wow like there are, have been people in my life who have been overly optimistic and positive and it is a little annoying and i know myself i can sometimes be overly optimistic and positive and i know and i have felt before that i get that some people get annoyed with me so i i mean i've, I've sensed I've, I've seen that in both ways but i just I'm like lord i don't I don't, you know, like I don't want to be put off by people's positivity, but this is, this really did happen. Like they were very put off by it, and they wanted to stone them. But then the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle. Like, and I think the Lord was like, "Hey, don't do this. That's not cool. I'm gonna let my glory fall and change you guys' mind." Okay, so Numbers fourteen twenty eight. I'm gonna hop over there. Okay, before I do though the um, beginning of, I'm not going to read it, but the beginning of Numbers 14, the the children of Israel were basically saying, um, like Moses, like it would have been better if we would have stayed in Egypt than, you know, be here in the wilderness and, you know, we're going to fall by the sword in this wilderness, we're going to die. Okay, this is basically kind of what they said. Then the Lord's response to that statement, verse 28 Say to them, as I live, this is God talking, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. You guys guys catch that? Just as I live, or just as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in the wilderness. All of you who are numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above, except... Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun so I just think it's that's very interesting like God is saying as you have spoken I'm going to do so there's a power in that in speaking out hey this like negativity and um, you know and just the complaining too that they entered into um, the grumbling that they had towards the Lord you know I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like Lord I don't want to enter into that spirit of grumbling. So I'm gonna kinda just tie tie this all together for you guys. So numbers 32, 12. Oh, that's gonna, it's a couple chapters down. Okay, so it says, I so we'll start at 11. Surely none of the men who came up from Egypt from 20 years old and above shall see the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they had not wholly, wholly followed me except Caleb the son of Jephunneh and the Kazanite, and Joshua the son of Nun for they have, they have wholly followed the Lord. And my prayer tonight for myself and for all of us is that we would be like Caleb and Joshua they wholeheartedly followed Jesus, not just with their actions, but with their thoughts and with their speech. And, you know, I just, I want to, I want my mind and my, my, my speech to bring glory to Jesus, you know, and, um, and the, Lord, the Lord recognized them. And they, they said, obviously, like they're going to enter into my inheritance because they fully, wholeheartedly followed me let's seek to have that different spirit like Caleb did it says, it says that he had a different spirit about him. You know, there's that pull towards negativity in this, in this generation and just in this world. And there's this pull that, you know, one if you get on social media or turn on the news, it's just so negative. And we kind of like, kind of like a little gossip, a little negativity, like it kind of, I don't know, sometimes it kind of feels good to kind of, you know, it's obviously we can't shelter ourselves. There's going to be, Negative words all around us, just like Caleb and Joshua, they heard the bad report, but they didn't just buy into it. They said, no, this is actually the truth, so we can't like just block off all the negativity, but um we we must just have that different spirit that we must cling to what is good and meditate on on the good and so Caleb's thoughts and speech reflected reflected his faith, and you know some people might not like the positivity that you have or the faith that you have, but Just go for it, because God likes it. And I'm going to end with a verse in Psalm 1914. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. So I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer. So Father, we just come before you, Lord, and this is the cry of our heart, Lord, like King David, that the words of our mouth and uh, the thoughts of our heart and minds, that we would be pleasing your sight, God. We just pray that you would continue to um, cause us to think your thoughts and that we would begin to see even ourselves the way you see us, Jesus. I thank you, God, that you don't look down upon us. I thank you, Lord, that you believe all things and you hope all things, even for our own lives. I thank you for the plans and the destiny and the purposes you have for each of us in this room, Lord God. And I just pray where anywhere where the enemy has tried to silence the the dreams in our hearts, the destiny that you've put upon us, I pray that you would begin to speak that over us and reveal it to us, the ways that you want to use us and the the uh the love that you have for us lord even in our weakness you call us beautiful i just thank you god that you are so kind and forgiving that you remove our sins as far as the east is from the west we don't deserve your abundant mercies in our lives and i just thank you for them father so, God, we just ask that you would continue to purify our, our heart and our mind, and our words would glorify you, Lord God. I ask that we would be like Caleb and Joshua, who have different spirits, that we would bring good reports. We'd remember your promises in our lives. We'd remember your faithfulness, even when our circumstances seem impossible. There were the the giants were in the land. It seemed impossible, but they they believed you more than the circumstances and the things they saw. They believed your word and what you said, God. And we just we want to believe you, God. We want to hope in your word and believe the whole Bible and trust in you every every day of our lives, God. Would you continue to help us to trust every day? And I just pray that you would cause our words to glorify you and our actions to glorify you, God. We just pray you continue just to speak to us and uh, bless the rest of our evening. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org slash teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org slash donate. That's gphop.org slash donate. Thank you and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.